welcome to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up and let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Everybody Health and Mindset Podcast. This is Cassie, your host, and I am really grateful to be here again another week with you. This week, we are going to be sticking with kind of an outdoors type theme. Uh, It's the middle of June, so why not continue to talk about things that we can get from the outdoors to help improve our health and live healthier, happier lives. So today, from the title of the episode, you've probably guessed we are going to talk about earthing. Um, Earthing is also known as grounding to some people, but it's basically when you make contact with your bare skin to the earth, right? And it can be any form of the earth, water, sand, grass, dirt. Um, But Before we start talking about it and its benefits, I want you to think about when the last time was that you were barefoot outside or the last time you dug in the garden with your bare hands or got dirt in between your toes or stuck under your fingernails. When was the last time that your bare skin was in contact with the ground itself, a piece of the earth? If it's been a long time, then hopefully this podcast will help get you to do it a little bit more. If you can say, oh, it's just yesterday. Awesome. Keep going. So earthing, otherwise known as grounding, is a scientifically proven experience that can help humans recharge, stabilize their mood, improve their sleep, reduce pain, improve the immune system, and much of this is done by your body's ability to absorb electrons from the earth. If you can remember that us as humans, just like everything else, are literally big bunches of elements strung together. So to survive, we need to take in more of these elements, things like carbon, oxygen, and nitrogen, which we get from the outdoors for sure, to name a few. Um, But we also need energy, right? And electrons are a form of energy. And when we are actually in contact with the earth, not only do we absorb um, some of those elements from the earth, but we also absorb the electrons from the earth. And we need these to create energy to survive. Our heart itself is literally its own somewhat complicated electrical circuit, right? So we need electrons to do pretty much everything and we can get them from the earth. For decades, humans have slowly been decreasing our contact with the earth in many ways. It started when we started wearing rubber-soled shoes, which prevented those electrons being transferred through our shoes into our feet, Um, sleeping and living indoors, working indoors, building homes with more insulation, um, and many other ways that have just reduced our ability to absorb electrons from the earth itself and just generally reduce our exposure to the earth itself. Now, coincidentally, during these decades, 
chronic illness, immune disorders, and inflammatory diseases have increased dramatically right along with the decreased amount of time that we spend outside in our natural elements and the reduced amount of time that we spend in contact with the earth itself. So it's really no surprise that as our illnesses increase, at the same time, our exposure to natural elements is decreasing. And there has led a lot of scientists and researchers to study like if this has some kind of correlation with itself. So I'm going to read some studies to you now that have been done kind of with looking at earthing and seeing if grounding or earthing is something that can actually improve our health. So there was a blinded study with 60 subjects, 22 males, 28 females, who suffered from self-described sleep disturbances and chronic muscle and joint pain for at least six months. The subjects were randomly divided for a month-long study, which both groups slept on conductive carbon fiber mattresses. Half of the pads were connected to a dedicated earth ground outside. So this is a way that you can ground to the outside, even though you are staying inside. So half of these pads were connected to an earth ground outside of the subject's window. The other half were not grounded or connected to the earth. Now, most grounded subjects described symptomatic improvement, while most in the control group did not. So some subjects reported significant relief from asthmatic and respiratory conditions, rheumatoid arthritis, PMS, sleep apnea, and hypertension while sleeping grounded. Now, these results indicate the effects of earthing probably go well beyond reduction of pain and improvement of sleep. Now, in another small study on grounding and heart health, there were 10 healthy participants that were grounded using patches on the palms of their hands and the soles of their feet. Blood measurements were taken before and after grounding to determine any changes in red blood cell fluidity, which plays a really big role in our heart health. And the results indicated significantly less red blood cell clumping or clotting after grounding, which suggests there are likely cardiovascular benefits to health and grounding as well. Now, there was a larger study done that examined the role of grounding on post-exercise muscle damage. Researchers used both grounding patches and mats and measured creatine, white blood cell count, and pain levels before and after grounding. Blood work indicated that grounding reduced muscle damage and pain in participants. So grounding may have an influence on our healing abilities as well. Now, there have been a lot of studies that have been done with grounding and all different kinds of things to see if it really does benefit us. And while a lot of these studies have been small, most if not all of the results from all of the studies are positive and showing that grounding can have a really significant effect on our health overall, our sleep, our mood, our blood pressure, our heart health is a really big one that has been shown in a lot of studies, our immune systems, um, 
just all kinds of stuff, which is really, really exciting. To me, it just feels like here's another way that you and I can take control of our health, right? And there are even studies that show that grounding like barefoot to the earth, even in cold or cooler weather is beneficial. So obviously you need to be selective and take precautions, right? When you're grounding, especially in cooler weather, obviously we don't want to injure our feet or any part of our bodies by exposing it to cold ground for too long or snow for too long. But there are benefits to grounding even when it's cold outside or earthing, right? So I'm using grounding and earthing interchangeably today. So there are lots of different types of grounding that you can do, but all of them focus on reconnecting yourself to the earth. So this can be done through direct or indirect contact with the earth. And we'll talk about the indirect in just a little bit. But the first easiest way for you to experience grounding is just walking barefoot, right? And you can walk barefoot on any different kind of surface. So grounding isn't just on dirt or on grass, um, but grass is a much preferred usually for way for people to walk barefoot. Um, but walking barefoot through water, walking barefoot through sand, right? Like everybody, who do you know that doesn't love to go to the beach and take their shoes off and walk in the sand, right? We are just naturally drawn to things that will help us. So water, sand, dirt, grass, you know, any any kind of surface that is natural and from the earth is a great way to ground and be barefoot in. Another thing you can do is just lay on the ground, right? So you can increase your skin-to-skin contact by laying on the ground. Obviously, maybe in shorts or a tank top or something like that, because the idea is skin exposure. So like skin-to-ground contact is what you're looking for. And the more skin-to-ground contact you have, the better benefits you will experience from this. So thinking about laying in the grass or laying in the sand, um, laying on the beach, in the water. Obviously, you want to be careful again where you're laying, what the temperature is, all of that. Uh, But thinking like going a step further from bare feet on the ground to maybe legs on the ground or maybe arms on the ground, or maybe if you're in a bathing suit, like your back onto the ground, right? And just feeling what that feels like. Um, Another form of grounding or earthing is actually submerging yourself in water. So According to advocates for grounding, water can be used to ground in the same way the physical earth can be used to ground. So simply wading in the water, like in a lake or an ocean or whatever kind of natural water you have available to you, um, a pool unfortunately does not count, <laughs> um, but it's a great way to ground yourself. Also, floating in water, laying in water, um, you know, things like that. It's no wonder people love just floating in the ocean or taking dips in a hot spring, right? Like that's an amazing way to experience grounding and natural elements from the earth. Um, And now here is a, a way to do indirect grounding is actually there is grounding equipment out there that you can use. So one method of earthing or grounding actually involves connecting a metal rod to the ground outside and then connecting that rod to your body through a wire. Um, 
Now, if you, before you go and start doing these experiments by yourself, um, there are equipment that you can purchase that can help you do this. So there are grounding mats, there are grounding sheets or blankets, there's even grounding socks, um, bands, and patches. And so if you're someone who knows that they can't physically get outside as much as they would like to, then maybe one of these indirect grounding, you know, items might be something that you would want to look into. So I would highly, highly recommend doing some research on what you're going to purchase as far as these um, this grounding equipment goes and figure out what might work best for you. Now, there are, again, some studies that have been done and some larger studies, a lot of smaller studies. Um, but with all of these studies that have been done collectively, chronic fatigue is a big one that people will report improvement with when they start using grounding. Chronic pain is another one. Also post-exercise pain, which we covered a little bit earlier, but it seems like our body will respond to grounding in a pain reduction way in many ways. So if you're not someone with chronic pain, but you are someone who maybe exercises a lot or maybe you run or you do things that do make your muscles sore, grounding has been shown in some studies to relieve that pain. Grounding is also shown to help with anxiety and depression. A small study showed that even one hour of grounding therapy can significantly improve your mood and sleeping disorders is another one. So people are reporting improvement in their sleep, sleep habits. And there was actually a study that measured the levels of serotonin um, that was being released in the brain and the body at different times of the day. And our serotonin levels actually do play into our sleep rhythm as well. And the subjects who were grounding regularly were showing improvement in their serotonin levels um, at the right time of day and improvement in their sleep cycles as well. Cardiovascular disease is another one. Uh, results of just one treatment study found that long-term self-administered grounding therapy helped reduce blood pressure levels in participants with hypertension. Now, these are, again, some smaller studies that have been done, and it really brings a question to me. Um, definitely, you know, the grounding and the barefoot contact with the earth, science shows that we absorb electrons and nutrients from the earth itself, and that is a huge piece of what plays into our benefits from grounding. But I also believe that if we are grounding naturally, also known as spending time outside in our natural elements, um, in the sunshine, on the grass, on the beach, things like that, that there are so many benefits from just being outdoors, um, especially when it comes to mood and stress reduction. Again, think those vitamin D levels we talked about last time, that I think there is likely a multi-level um, benefit that can happen from grounding because you're exposing yourself just to the outdoors in general, where you're likely catching some UV rays, getting some great fresh oxygen and air into your lungs, and you're getting that electron and nutrient transfer through your skin. So I think that if you 
thought about that question that I asked earlier in the episode, when the last time was that you were barefoot outside or bare hands, bare feet in the dirt or the grass, got dirt under your fingernails, when your bare skin was in contact with a natural part of the earth, when was that? And if it's been a long time, I think that this episode has shown that you should make it a goal of yours to do a little more regularly. Even if you can get outside for 10 or 15 minutes a day, right? If you can take your lunch break outside and take your shoes off and put your bare feet in the grass while you eat, right? Or the next time you take your dog out to go to the bathroom, can you take them out barefoot instead of putting shoes on? Um, Anytime that you are just hanging out outside or have the chance to go outside where you're going to be on natural earth. Obviously, we're not talking blacktop or cement or anything like that, but grass, dirt, sand, natural water. Anytime you can get your body in contact with one of those things for whether it be five minutes or an hour, there are going to be a lot of benefits for you. Now, most studies have people earthing for about an hour at a time. And while that sounds great, most of us that lead kind of a normal life don't necessarily have a full hour every day. But there are definitely benefits to getting little bits and pieces as much as you can throughout the day. So don't think that if you can't get an hour in that you just shouldn't do it at all because it's not worth it. It will be worth it to do little bits and pieces at a time as well. So I really hope that this episode, as I hope in all the other episodes that I record, that you learned something, that it opened your mind to something new or different, maybe something you've never heard of before or haven't really even thought or considered before, and think that maybe it's something you could implement into your life to make you a little bit healthier, a little bit happier. And that is my goal with this podcast is to educate you so that you can make choices to improve your life in ways that you feel are necessary. So my message to you today is take your socks and shoes off and go outside. I hope you have an amazing, awesome week. I know that last week we missed Mindful Minutes, but it'll be back this week. No worries. And please give the show a review or a rating or send it to a friend or family member or whatever you do to spread the word about the show really, truly helps me. So I hope you have an amazing week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.